0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Good morning, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht, and I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and it is great to have you with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of motivation and confidence, Motivation and Confidence. Specifically, the title of this one is How to Get Motivated and Confident. And I want to ask you first, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, which one comes first? But I want you to think about it from the perspective of being an insurance producer. Which one comes first? Being motivated or confident? Which one do you have to have in order to go to the next step? Do you have to have the motivation Or do you actually have to have the confidence? A lot of people might tell you that you need motivation first. Confidence is something you can fake over the course of time. I actually feel that that's not necessarily true. Now, I can certainly say I don't think it's true in my case. But I also think that I'm a lot like most insurance agents out there, is that it's very difficult to prospect if you don't feel confident in what you're going to say. It's very difficult to prospect if you don't feel confident that you have the services that are needed in order to win that business. It's very difficult to prospect if you don't like um, being rejected, if you don't feel confident in how you're coming across. And so I feel that motivation is important, no doubt, but I actually feel that confidence trumps the motivation. That if you actually have motivation, or rather, if you have confidence, motivation will come. I actually feel that motivation is the natural byproduct of confidence, that if you are fully confident in what you have to offer, who you are, what your agency provides, your team being able to actually follow through, that you'll be much more motivated to prospect, to sell, and to ask for the business. But if you're not confident that, one, you have the expertise. If you're not confident because you're younger. If you're not confident because you're just a one-man or one-woman shop. If you're not confident because you don't have all the carriers. If you're not confident, you're less likely to be motivated to actually pick up the phone and call somebody. You're less likely to be out there prospecting. And you're less likely, frankly, to win the business because confidence is more important than motivation. And so today I want to talk to talk to you, the loyal listeners and the Permission Nation, a little bit about the importance of confidence, but also motivation is important, so we're going to talk about it, because it's kind of like having two sides of the same coin. One side is the side that you see. The other side comes with the package. Confidence is the, the side that's up, the side you're looking at. But it comes with motivation. When you grab the coin, you get both. And so when you have confidence, you get motivation. I don't think that you can have motivation that is really any kind of motivation, certainly that's going to last any amount of time, if you don't have the confidence to actually follow through. And so I want you to have both. Confidence. And so here's a few things. If you can get a few of these things in place, the more likely you are to actually be confident to do what you need to do in order to prospect through motivation. And so first and foremost, I just want to ask you, what in the world are you doing in the insurance business in the first place? Why are you here? Can I just get really clear? Maybe even just sort of bring it down to just, just the, the standpoint of, of talking with you. Why are you doing what you do? You know, there's a lot of industries out there that you could be in you could be selling pharmaceuticals you could be selling you know medicine you could be selling uh, lawnmowers vacuum cleaners you could be selling luxury vehicles there's a lot of things you could be doing out there you could be an attorney a lawyer a doctor a dentist i know you could be a stay at home mom or dad you can be a, a mayor candidate frankly you could be the president of the united states that you could do a better job what the current president's doing but that's a whole different issue i mean frankly there's just a lot of things out there that you could be doing why are you doing insurance you know, I'm not saying, like, oh, it was sort of a default. I didn't know what else to do, kind of landed into it. Nope, I'm just talking about why are you waking up today in order to do what you're going to be doing? Because if you don't have a goal set in mind, an activity that is expected to happen in order to achieve a certain result, you're not going to want to pick up the telephone. If there is no goal, then any direction you go is acceptable. I'm actually going to Mexico this week. I'm going to Mexico, kind of looking forward to it. Never actually been to Mexico. It's gonna be a little bit of a a vacation break. It's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement and so forth. And taking, obviously, an airplane to get there. And the thing is, is I know where the airplane's going. I even know which seat I'm sitting on the airplane. I know what time it's taking off. I know all of that. So I know that I have to be at the gate, ready to get on the airplane at a certain time. And it's gonna go in a certain direction. To get to my certain destination. All of this stuff is planned out. I even actually already know what we're gonna be doing on the days in which I'm there. Kind of looking forward to it. Kind of exciting. It would it wouldn't be as exciting if I was just saying, you know what, I'm going on vacation and I don't really know where I'm gonna go, but I guess I'll just I'll get there when I get there. And I don't even know what I'm gonna do when I get there. That really wouldn't work out. That's not a plan. But unfortunately, I think that a lot of insurance producers. They attack their insurance career sort of like that. I don't really know where I'm going. I don't really know how I'm getting there. But I guess when I get there, I'll kind of figure out what I'm supposed to do. And therefore, they have no traction. They're not receiving the kind of results that they want. And that may be you. I would suspect that's probably you because that's most insurance agents out there. We just don't really have a plan, a destination, a goal. We don't really have expectations. And so I just want to tell you, first and foremost, why are you in the insurance business? Get very clear on your reasoning and everything else becomes a little bit easier. Get very clear on that. And so I would tell you that there probably needs to be a major goal in what your career is. Your lifetime goal, and then I want you to break it down into your annual goal, and then I want you to break it down into your today goal. Your lifetime goal, your annual goal, and your daily or today goal. So your lifetime goal might be, you know what? I want to achieve a $2.5 million book of business. Or I want to achieve a $750,000 book of business. Or maybe your goal is I want to have 150 clients. Or whatever. You come up with whatever your lifetime goal is. It's totally up to you. You get to choose that. This is the beautiful part about being in the insurance business. You get to kind of decide what you're going to build. You get to decide how you're going to build it. You get to decide what it's going to look like. You get to decide how big it's going to be. So you got to have a lifetime goal. Otherwise, you're in the chicken business. You're just winging it. You need to actually have a destination. You need to have a a destination. Once you have a destination in mind, then we can put together a plan on how to get there. It's no different than like planning a vacation to go to Mexico. Mexico is my destination. How am I going to get there? I could get there by boat. I could walk and take a bicycle. I could drive. I'm going to fly. It's expensive, but quick. So there's lots of different ways in which to get there. Then when you're there through the process, what are you going to do? Right? I mean, all these things kind of come into play. So your goal, lifetime goal, your annual goal, what do you plan to do annually in order to put you closer to that, that lifetime goal, and then even bring it down a little bit more to daily. Today, I want to talk to you about today. What are you doing today? Listen to me. Today is your day. Whatever the day is, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today is the day, and I actually believe that you can do a lot more than what you're currently doing if you can attack the day like you could actually attack the day. If you can get more focus on your process, your strategy, your tact, if we can actually really grab onto the entire approach, the strategy, from start to finish and really have an A, B, C, D, E, F, step, step one, step two, step three, step four, and work through the process, much more likely to achieve the result that you want over the course of time. So there's your lifetime goal, your annual goal, and none of those get achieved, however, without your today goal. And so the question then is, what are you doing today? I mean, what are you going to do today? Do you have any idea what you're going to do for your insurance business today? I would tell you that, likely, you don't. You don't really have any kind of a plan today. You're probably just going to show up to the office and you're going to do whatever falls across your lap. And that, again, is not the insurance business. That's the chicken business. You're just winging it. And so we have to really get control of today. We have to have confidence in what we're going to do today in order to be motivated to achieve what we want to achieve. So when I say, what are you going to do today? What I mean by that is exactly what are you going to do today and precisely when will you do it? By that, I mean even taking it uh, a little bit further, is that you structure your day based upon time blocking and when are you going to do certain things during the day. Because if you just show up without having a plan, I can almost guarantee you, you won't have motivation to do what you will need to do. Confidence comes from the plan. When the plan is established, motivation is the fruit. And the fruit of motivation is new clients set appointments sign broker record letters all of that confidence comes first motivation then happens after that but the thing is is that well the process the, the the strategy the plan all of that really also drives the confidence if you actually put together a really good plan you're going to have the confidence to begin attacking your day but if you don't have a plan a process and you're just kind of showing up then I wouldn't really expect you to have. Very good results because you don't really have a process in place. There's really no expectation about what should I do next. And if we don't have an expectation of what I should do next, then whatever I'm doing now is fine because it just doesn't matter. So a lifetime goal is important. An annual goal is great. It's a good way to start out your January, if you will. But frankly, I'm more concerned about what are you doing today? And tomorrow, I won't be so concerned about what you did yesterday. I'll be concerned about what you do today. And then two days from now, I'm not going to be concerned about what you did you know, these last few days. I'm going to be concerned about what are you doing that day, today. Today is everything. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow isn't here yet. Today is what you have. What are you doing with your today? Because what you do with your today is going to result in confidence, which results in motivation, which results in revenue. And so we have to really kind of put these things in order. Now, this might even sound like a little bit elementary to you. And my response to that is, is Is it? Is it really that elementary? Because I look around and I just don't see people doing it. And so I wonder, is it really that elementary? Or is it a whole lot more difficult than people really think? talking with an insurance agent today and it's a it's a conversation that i've had plenty of times with lots of insurance agents out there because there's Mm -hmm. a very real sense in which we're kind of all alike and you know his his basic uh statement was something like you know what i really like i like selling i like prospecting i like i like the feel of it i like the thrill of it i like the hunt he said but all this sort of data entry like all this administration stuff You know All of this kind of putting together processes and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I'm just not good at it. I just don't know how to do it. I don't want to do it. And I said, man, welcome to the insurance producer club, because that's exactly where most of us live. Not too many insurance producers are really good at data entry. Not too many insurance producers are good at administrative stuff. Frankly, if you were, you'd be an account manager, but you're not. You're a producer. Producers produce. And so I get it. Totally understand. But that's not a very good excuse. It's not an excuse. It might be an initial reason, but it's just not a legitimate excuse.
1: Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude,
0: I would also say that you certainly have a bit of administration, you certainly have a bit of system. I mean, you wake up every day. I mean, you eat your breakfast, you shower, hopefully, you you shower. You do other things, you show up to the office, right? I mean, you don't just never go to the office unless you're working from home and that's also like a different issue because there's lots of other problems that come along with being a remote worker. But sometimes it's very difficult, very challenging. But the thing is is that you have some kind of structure in the day. You eat at a certain time, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you do things in an orderly fashion. We need to also then transfer the order that you have in your daily life into your business life. And the more that you have structure and order and a process and a strategy and expectation, you have these cues which lead to habits. When you have all of these set up, you're going to have then results. So I guess when we really kind of get down to it, Not even so much what is your lifetime goal, your plan, what is your annual plan, it's even more than what is your today plan, really just what is the plan, what is the plan for what you're going to do as soon as you get done listening to this awesome podcast, right? Here's the thing, what are you going to do next, what is next on the agenda, now don't hang up. I want you to listen to this whole thing cuz hopefully this will provide some value to you guys. But the thing is is that when you're finished with this, what's next? Whatever is next. If you don't have a next, there's no confidence. If you don't have confidence, there's no motivation. If you don't have motivation, there's no prospecting. Period. This is just human nature. And so the thing is is like we can get very sort of like granular. A granular. We can get very we can get very detailed here. What is your next? And so the thing is, when we start figuring out our plan, our next, there's a lot of things that could be on this plan. There's a lot of things that we need to take into consideration. And I'm not saying that there is an exhaustive list because I actually feel the list is completely different for every single insurance producer on planet Earth. Period. I feel that everybody's different. I'm different than you. You are different from everybody else. You have your own unique character qualities. You've got your own quirks. You've got your own strengths. You've got your own weaknesses. You've got things that you're really good at, things you're not good at. Your agency is different. Your territory is different. Your uh, uh, agency carrier selection appointments is different. The micro niche you're going after is different. Your script's different. Like everything is different. Your experience is different. I mean, just everything. And so the plan that you put together needs to be your plan. It needs to be focused on your strengths, not your weaknesses. It needs to be focused on your agency strengths, not your weaknesses. And the more that you're focused on strength, not weaknesses, the more confident you will be, therefore the more motivated you will be. Listen, you do not have a motivation problem. You have a planning problem. You do not have a motivation problem, you have a confidence problem. You do not have a motivation problem, you have a systems problem. You do not have a motivation problem, it's just that you don't know what you're doing. And the more organized you get at actually putting together a step-by-step structure for what it is that you're doing today next on the agenda, the more likely you are to actually achieve your daily annual lifetime goals. So I really think about it. I mean, the entire plan, different for each person. And just here's some of the things that could be on your plan. Which ways will you prospect? Will you do cold calls? Even if you do cold calls, will you leave voice messages? If you make cold calls, what will your script sound like? What is your cold call carrot? Will you... Leave, um, or rather, will you only call 15 a day or will you call 30 a day? Um, Will you send emails and is it going to be a drip campaign or are you just going to send them when you feel like it? Are you only going to send your emails one at a time or are you going to do mass emails? What is the content of your emails going to be about? What is the goal of the email system? How about social media? Are you going to use LinkedIn or not? Do your prospects fit into LinkedIn or not? Will you use Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or Trump's new thing? By the way, Donald Trump had something come out today. I can't wait to see if this thing works out. But look, there's going to be lots of different ways in which to market and prospect on social media. Lots of different ways. And the fact of the matter is that we have to figure out where your prospects are at. Because if your prospects are all on LinkedIn, then great, let's go there. If they're not on LinkedIn, then, well, we're not going there. If you are in the agricultural business and you're trying to sell insurance to farmers, guess what? LinkedIn doesn't work very well. So they're not there. So you have to figure out how you're going to use your social media strategy. Is it going to be something that you're using for prospecting or simply just name recognition and awareness? There has to be a plan. How about your walk-in visits? Are you going to do walk-in visits? For me, doing walk-in visits, I mean, you might as well just be like asking me to give up my, my right leg because I don't like it. I don't like doing walk-in visits. It freaks me out. I don't want to walk into somebody's business. Uh, it scares me, right? I just, I don't know. It's never been my thing. I'd rather make cold calls. I'm just better on the telephone. Some people are just flat-out awesome doing walk-in visits. Which one are you? How about networking events, going to association events, other networking things, uh, centers of influence? You can do text messaging. Man, texting right now for prospecting. Awesome, right? How about even doing podcasts? You know what? You could do a podcast for a micro niche, and you start bringing on the decision makers for the, the prospects that you're going after as a way in which to get to know them, you get to you know, boost their ego. They get their name recognition out there. Man, I'm just telling you, podcasting as a form of prospecting, I actually feel is going to probably just like take off like wildfire over the course of time. Um, even as we see many more of these sort of micro podcasts come into place, so I just I just see that as the future. So. There's lots of different ways to prospect, and I would say there's probably eight, maybe nine. We didn't even talk about direct mail. Um, what ways to prospect? What's your What's your plan? When are you going to do it? What's your number one? What's your number two? What's your number three? Are you only going to prospect one way, two ways? When are you going to do it? What are you going to do at 8 a.m. on Monday? What are you going to do at 9 a.m.? What about 10 a.m.? What about 11? What are you going to do in the afternoon? How many are you going to call? Uh, if you do your calls, let's say you're going to do phone calls from like 9 to 12 Um, On Monday, what are you going to do from 9 to 12 on Tuesday? Are you going to follow up with those? Are you going to do walk-in visits? What's your follow-up program look like? There has to be a plan. When you have a plan for your overall prospecting strategy, then you have confidence going into it. And therefore, you are motivated to actually do it. But if you just show up with no plan whatsoever, it is quite unlikely. You're just going to say, you know what? Man, I feel like doing cold calls today. It just doesn't happen that way. Nobody wakes up excited to prospect. It's just not fun. I don't know what to tell you. Prospecting isn't fun unless you create a process for it to make it fun. So what's your plan? If you, if you continue on like even this thought, what are you going to call on? Who are you going to call? What kind of business? What are you going to sell them? Let's say you wanted to call on contractors. Is that good enough? I don't think so. I think that's an industry, not a micro niche. need to focus on a micro niche. Let me say it again. Micro niche. Hashtag micro niche. When you are focused on a micro niche, everything gets easier. When you're doing your one thing, your, your one thing. Have you ever read that book, The One Thing? Go buy it. Buy that book. Awesome book. I think I've read it like six or seven times. The book's awesome. What's the one thing that you can do that makes everything else easier or unnecessary? That's the thesis of that book. Beautiful thing. Same thing goes with prospecting. What's the one micro niche you can prospect that will make everything easier or unnecessary? Frankly, micro niche. What is your thing? And then even when you think about it, when you go after your micro niche, what's the main policy you're going to focus on for number one? You can't just say, hey, I'm the insurance agent who understands all things about residential plumbing subcontractors. No, there needs to possibly be an in. What's your first in? Is it going to be workers' compensation? Is it going to be the auto liability aspect of it? What is your in What's the first policy you want to sell to them? Or frankly, what's the first problem you want to, sol- you want to provide a solution for on their behalf? Look, you sell based upon um, fixing problems. You sell based upon fixing problems. You, you gain clients based upon your ability to solve their problems. They will like you when you're solving their problems. But nobody's making a switch in the agent just from a horizontal switch providing no value. So, there has to be a reason to this. You need to have a micro niche. You need to figure out which policy you're going after first. You need to then ask yourself, based upon that, which problem am I trying to solve? And therefore, do you have a solution for it? Because it doesn't do any good to try and fix the problem if you don't have a solution. So, you got to put this together. But here's the thing when you have the process, the micro niche, the policy, the problem you're trying to, to, to solve, the solution itself, when you have that in place, everything else becomes easier. You have the confidence to do it. Therefore, you will be motivated to actually follow through. See, the more that I feel like I have the ability to provide something to someone, the more excited I am about doing it. You know what I'm saying? Here, I just moved away from the microphone for a minute because I wanted to grab my phone so that I can read something for you because I... I took a picture of it on my telephone. You know what? I love getting emails and um, you know direct messages, for example, even on LinkedIn from people. I love it when they start talking about like how maybe something um, helped them sell some insurance. I got this message a couple of days back from somebody on LinkedIn, and this is the kind of stuff that keeps me going. You want to know why? Because I really don't like creating the podcasts, necessarily. I like the outcome. I like the idea of being done. I don't like the process itself. I don't like sitting in front of a microphone, but I like the outcome of what it provides to people. That's what I really enjoy. This is the grind. What I like is the fruit, right? Not too many farmers love sowing seed, but they love the harvest. That's what I like. And so when I get something like that, it just keeps me going. Like this is what she said. Um, I'm not gonna say her name because she didn't say that I could, Um, But I'm just going to read what she wrote. It's just this kind of stuff gets me going. Hi, I wanted to thank you for your podcast. I recently went... Move moved to a bigger agency that goes, over, goes after bigger accounts. Literally, in my re- last role, I was, with a, I was a small business producer, and today, with the help of my amazing new agency and your amazing podcast, I walked into an appointment with a timeline of services, the talking points of why I am a better agent, and confidently asked for a BOR on a $400,000 premium work comp policy. Never offered a quote. Just ask to be their broker and start working on their behalf. You have helped me change my mindset about what I am capable of going after, and that quoting is for losers. Again, thank you again for putting such valuable information out there. Can't wait for a new podcast. Man, that stuff gets me motivated. That's motivation right there. Why am I motivated? Because I can look with confidence that it's actually helping people achieve what they want to achieve. I mean, I really, really, without question whatsoever, believe what the Bible says that Jesus Christ said, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Hands down. It is more fun for me to help somebody else succeed than for me to win a new client. Period. Period. I love helping other people. Just appreciate it. I love that kind of stuff. Motivation. Confidence. If you can create the solution to the problem that people need, they will do business with you. What is your plan? What is your process? Do you have one? Your plan, your strategy, your prospecting, which process? What's your differentiation? What does your follow-up program look like? What are you doing in between the first meeting and then eventually showing up with a proposal? Like all of this stuff from A to Z on the prospecting to eventually asking for the business. There's, there's a hundred, a thousand things that you could be doing. What is your process. If you don't have a process, you will likely lack confidence, lack then the motivation to actually do what you know you need to do. Finally, the, what I would might consider the last thing here in this list of gaining confidence for motivation is that, unfortunately, we lack true accountability. And if you lack true accountability, then it's quite likely you're not going to follow through with the things that you want to actually do. You're just not. You can say, I want to make 50 phone calls, 50 cold calls on Monday. Great. If there's nobody holding you accountable to that, it's a whole lot easier just to say, you know what? I got bogged down doing service work on Monday, so I didn't make any calls today. But if you had somebody that would look you in the eye and say, you know what? You said you were going to do 50 calls today. How many did you actually do and why? Why? Accountability, and then there's another one there. I'm not going to really add it, but just kind of throw it out there a little bit. Accountability and then consequence. Is there a consequence to what you do? I'm not saying like you're going to get fired or anything like that. No, like, you know what? Give yourself a reward if you're doing it and give yourself a consequence if you don't. Accountability to other people. It might be, you know, a sales manager, it might be to your agency principal, it might be to your spouse. It might be to somebody else at your agency where you create a peer group and you're holding one another accountable to actually doing the work. But the thing is, is that without tracking it through accountability, the follow through doesn't become as norm, as normal. So we actually have to have accountability in order to achieve the results that we want. It's great to say, here's my plan, here's my process. It's another thing to actually follow through on it. Why don't we follow through on it? Lack of accountability. So accountability is important for confidence, for eventual motivation. Accountability comes into actually putting together the process. Did you put the process? That's what we have to hold accountable to ourselves, following through with it. Once we follow through with the process, then we're much more likely to have the confidence to fulfill the motivation to actually per- do what we need to do in order to achieve the result we want to achieve. So there, there, are definitely, there is definitely an order of things that help you become more successful at building your book of business to a million dollars or more. And I truly believe that motivation is important. It's just not as important as confidence. You will be more confident selling insurance when you have a process in place. And the process needs to be very strategic. It also needs to be very orderly. This is number one, this is number two, this is number three, this is number four. So that you don't have to think about these things when they come up. It just becomes automatic over the course of time that when this happens, I do this. This is my cue, right? You might have it listed on your, on your weekly calendar on Monday, 8 a.m., I do 15 phone calls from 8 a.m. to 9. Therefore, when 8 a.m. shows up on your smartphone or on your clock on Monday morning, you don't have to think to yourself, what should I do? Because now you know, 8 a.m. is the cue. You start making the phone calls. That actually then leads to a daily repetition, an annual repetition, a lifetime outcome. Man, it really sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it's, it sounds easy, but I know it's hard because you're just like me and I'm just like you and I know that it's hard. But I also know that you can do it. I also know that there's no reason why you can't do it. I know that if you followed through on it, you would be able to absolutely dominate your micro niche. That you wouldn't just achieve your goals, but you would far exceed your goals to the point in which others around you would be asking, how are you doing it? How are you accomplishing what you've been able to accomplish? What have you changed? I know without hesitation that you can do this. There's no reason whatsoever why you cannot. You are an insurance producer. You can do this. But The question is, will you? My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.
1: Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the L-A-A-I-A? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Tricia Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's gonna be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been cast approved.